I have the awesome privilege of tag teaming with my brother, brother in the spirit, but also physical brother. Brandon's going to come and share half of this, um, the middle part. But I just really wanted to start out uh, this this week because we're doing this uh, teaching on God's presence. We're going into this uh, realm of just really believing that God's bringing about his presence. And so he's already here, but the reality is being able to receive him for all that he is. I mean, that's that's really the thing. Even as I was thinking about this, it's really God's very comfortable with Himself. I mean, He really is. Like He doesn't. You don't have to convince Him that He's healer. We have to be convinced that He is healer. That's the that's the convincing. So today, um, I just I believe that that's the case because I think about you know if I saw one picture of what Jesus was or God was, I would have to look at the physical manifestation on Earth. Whenever He came here on Earth, whatever He did is who He is, right? I mean, is that right or wrong? I mean, I think that would be right. So whatever he did, so I was thinking about Ron this morning. He left, but I don't know where he went. But, you know, I was thinking about his top ten, top fives, whatever. But I was thinking about the top ten. I mean, top five. What would be the top five things if you sat there and had to look at Jesus and tell me, okay, if, if if, if all I had to know about God was when Jesus came to earth those three years, what would it be? What was the top five? What would be the top five things? Anybody want to get? Come on, y'all, y'all can get healer, right? Redeemer, d- teacher, talk. We talked about it last week. What did, come on, y'all know what last week was? He delivered. I mean, a third of his ministry was uh, the, uh, getting the demonic, you know, taken care of. And a healer, deliverer, savior, or, or redeemer, and teacher. He probably prophesied taught in the people so i'm thinking oh goodness if that's what he did that's who he was and he wants us to become like him and he wants us to be like him then evidently the kingdom of god in this body in any church should be what healing delivering saving and prophesying teaching out right do i have to convince y'all anymore yeah 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 (laughs) I, I mean, logically, I'm a math guy, sorry. I just have to do things like logically. I'm saying, Larry, logically, that would be the case. But why is it so that we have to be convinced? I'm serious. Like, why do I have to be convinced of that? You know, and a lot of it's what I talked about last week. And we'll talk a little bit about this week because I want to keep going because I want to get to the end of this and, and we're going to have some time to pray. But the reality is, I mean, he declared it from the beginning. Um, God's presence is healer. His, that's his name. I mean, we use that word Jehovah Rapha. It comes from all the way back in Exodus. And he just declares, for I, the Lord, am your healer. For I, the Lord God, am your healer. That's it. He did it He did it from Genesis to Revelation. He never stopped. It doesn't stop. Even that, I mean, I just believe that that's, uh, that's his eternal being. That's who he is, his healer. Um, and the reality is that the call then, because I was thinking, I was like, well, you know, if I'm going to talk about God's presence, then maybe I'll just, focus on god right presence but then i'm like well that's it like there's nothing else to be said like it's who he is he declared it that's it so really the rest of it is what us walking that out and a lot of this goes back to that same phrase i talked about last week look at this colossians 2 6 therefore as you have what received christ okay so now there's a function of now i can receive christ but the problem is I can receive Christ and not, and not do what? Well, 
I can receive Christ and stay. So God's calling us to stay, to not stay, but as I've received Christ, well, so walk, so walk in Him. And I think that's a lot of even, I think over time we've believed that He's a healer. And some, I think in some ways this body has received that He's a healer. And now the day, it's, it's time to come that we're walking that out. As we have received Him, we're walking in Him. So the call is to walk that out and, and, and to walk in the authority that God's given us. The problem is I have, I have to be convinced of that because sometimes I don't walk in that. I don't walk in that fullness of that. Um, a lot of it is because of what I experienced this past weekend of just being delivered of, of fear and intimidation. I mean, that's, that's where a lot of that resides, I know, for me personally. But we'll look at some other things that it can be. But look at this in Matthew 10, 8, 10, 1. Jesus summoned his 12 disciples, gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to what? Heal some diseases, right? Just a few, just, no. He never, I love God's all-inclusive. He never, he just uses all these nice adjectives that doesn't give us room to budge. We just don't have room to budge. He heals all He gave us authority over what? To heal every kind of disease, every kind of sickness. And as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. When you see healings, when you see deliverances, when you see those salvations, you will know that what? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that's what we need to be, I want to proclaim. I believe that he's here. I want to see the kingdom of heaven at hand. I want it here in this place, on this earth. Uh, And then uh, seven... Verses down, he says, remember last week, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons, freely you, uh-oh, received. Oh, wait a second, now if I received it, there's now there's the, what, action part of that. He never gives us, he never gives us a passive just receiving. He doesn't do it. He always has an action to that. Freely you what? Give. Freely you give. Right? Remember what I told you about Bill Johnson. You know, we get so caught up in figuring out, well, gosh, what am I going to do with my life? Who am I going to marry? Uh, what job am I going to have? What, you know? He says, it doesn't matter. Just pick somebody, go heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, cleanse the labyrinths. It doesn't matter. That's the call. I mean, it does matter. I mean, make sure it's the one. Don't randomly go just choose somebody out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Job, you know, we get so focused on what kind of job you know, should be doing this, should be doing it. Pick one and go heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. That's the reality. That's the call. All right. Well, that was just for the twelve, right? Just the disciples had that call, right? Oh, whoops. Uh, Luke ten. One through, now, after that, the Lord appointed seventy others. Hmm. Sent them in pairs ahead of him to every city, place where he himself was going. He said to them, "Heal those, or heal those." In it, who are sick, and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. All right? He he gave it to the 70. So it was just for the 70, right? John 14, 12. Truly I say to you, he who believes in me. uh Uh-oh, wait a second. All right, if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus, before today is over, do that. Walk in that place of salvation. Receive him as savior, savior, savior of your soul. Whatever that is. Save your soul. Do that. Because that, that is the first step. We talked about that last week. First step in the whole thing is to be delivered from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of light. You know, that's the first step. But the problem is, 
most of us have believed. I would say almost a good, almost everybody has received salvation. So, so I'm going to include you in this scripture, right? Can I include you in this scripture? All right. Truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do. Whoop, and greater works than these he will do, because why? I go to the Father. I'll release my Holy Spirit into you to go forth and do it, to go forth and walk that out. All right? So it's, it's the call in our life. It, it, it's, I mean, we can't, I mean, it's, like I said, I mean, some, you, you can start trying to get that theology and try to trace back, well, who exactly was that? I, don't, I just really believe the Lord is saying, if that's what he came to do on this earth, and then he sets apart sons and daughters to come here on this earth. I mean, I, I, I'm like you said, I mean, there's always that. I want to be just like my daddy, right? I want to do just what he did. I want to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, cleanse the lepers, and preach the kingdom of God and bring it here on earth. All right? So that's the setup. That's the setup. That's, that's the call. That's the call for us. And Brent, now, Brandon's going to come and really just lay some foundations of healing because i really believe that god has called this man he's called us god gave us some incredible uh, uh, grandparents that really believed in this grandma and grandpa jenkins um we we didn't really have much other than about one week out of the year we got inundated by jesus <laughs> with this with uh, grandma and grandpa jenkins because i mean she you you knew when you walked in the room you were going to be loved on by jesus right. i didn't i didn't i couldn't receive it at the time because i wasn't even walking with Jesus, <laughs> but it was amazing how much I knew what she had in her was what I wanted, and it was so it's so awesome. So we had we I think we have that heritage, yeah. and she believed. I mean, she walked, she laid hands on the sick, and, and saw him recover. So oh yeah, yeah. I, I had uh, I, I remember finally them put me up on a washing machine because I was probably too small to sit somewhere else. But they put me up on a washing machine and was praying over one leg to be lengthened. I, I just vividly remember that. And I also remember just kind of like being put in the middle of the floor and they like laying hands on us. And I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> so, uh, so, but we, we definitely have an uh, amazing heritage and amazing parents. Um, just want to bless them because they are wonderful. Um, they've been wonderful to us. I just, I always like to kind of just start out just kind of giving testimony. Uh, just raise, raise a hand and I'm going to raise mine too because it's, it's happened to me. Raise your hand if in the, like the last year, um, through through dwelling place or through somebody at dwelling place or I mean just through the presence of God here that you know or just somebody in your family or close friend has been healed of of something or has, has gotten some type of praise God praise God amen amen that that's awesome um, so God is moving in this place and I, and I am extremely excited about it um, we actually got a word this morning um, just first of all I always like to do this. Just because of the presence of God is here um, in this place, I I just want you to check your bodies right now. Just like you, you may have came in with some type of symptom, like a sore arm, sore or something, bad leg, who knows what, bad back. Just kind of check it out and just see if there's you know any difference. Just just from even just being in the presence of God this morning. Just check it out. Check it out. Seriously, like get, seriously, get up, stand up if you have to. Move your leg, move your arm, whatever. So, all right, amen. Anybody feeling different, like maybe like 80% better than it was this morning? 
Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Awesome. I love God. He is so cool. And that's why, that's basically, Tulia probably preached half my message this morning about uh, just trusting and just the, his presence um, being here. And I, I love the Matah because I'm actually going to hopefully bust up a couple of your theologies or ideas about uh, healing. Because really, healing is easy. Um, I want we're going I love that Staples commercial about hitting, hitting the easy button. Well, we're going to, I'm going to teach you how to hit the easy button today on healing because it is not uh, complicated. Um, there is um, and just one thing before I get into the, the work. Uh, I really feel like this healing is not in, in dwelling place. It, we, I mean, we might call it healing ministry, but it is so interwoven in, in all the ministries because we've got some amazing ministries already in, in place at dwelling place. I mean, prophecy, children's ministries. Um, we're, we're working on, you know, working on some evangelism stuff, uh, inner healing. And I, I, I really see healing kind of just being interwoven in all those. I mean, we get prophetic words about people's parts of their body needing to be healed. And actually we got one this morning. Uh, and, and I'm just going to have you, so I, um, I'll do something in a second with that, but I really just wanted you to, this isn't something new. I mean, it's just something that's going to be grafted in to the prayer ministry. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just going to be part of, of who we are. I mean, it's, it's, you know, revival didn't start with Brownsville or Toronto or whoever, Bethel. I mean, it started 2000 years ago when Jesus paid the price on the cross. And so uh, just that grace revival, I mean, it's not something, something new. It's just, it's going to be part of who we are. So, uh, and we're just going to receive that. So I just, uh, with that word of knowledge this morning, if anybody, the word was kind of like somebody had a vision of kind of like, or felt the words of paralysis. Um, and they, they also, this morning when they were thinking about paralysis, actually, it's Kevin right here. Uh, when they were thinking about paralysis, they, they had a kind of a pain in their back, like kind of the low right, low right side. If, if you have paralysis or have any type of pain in your lower back right side, um, would you mind just slipping up your hand? one two in the back okay if um if people just around them would just kind of around them would just kind of put, put their hands on on those individuals uh i think there's mark in the back amen amen thank you jesus thank you father thank you Lord. Mm. thank you jesus and do y'all mind standing up if you can if it's possible i don't know if it's possible or not. thank you Lord. thank you jesus Mm. Yes, Lord. Lord, we just we just release your spirit right now in the name of Jesus. We just thank you. We just thank you. You are mighty and powerful. We thank you for the works you've already done this morning. And we just thank for your healing power upon these individuals right now. Thank you, Jesus. Bless them, Lord, right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Mm. Thank you. Go, Holy Spirit, right now. In the name of Jesus, all through their bodies, in the back. Amen. Amen. I always ask, bend, bend over, try to maybe do something you couldn't do before. And um, Amen. Any, any feeling difference or, yeah? 
Turning and out of your back. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. So we're just going to keep believing that these two individuals are going to be continue to be healed. I've seen people just kind of healed in their sleep. It's just you know God just um, moves upon them. So we just we just thank you, Jesus. So with healing, I, I really believe healing comes down to a couple things. Um, really, it comes down to what Tulio was talking about this morning. It comes down to trust, and it also comes down to His presence. Do we trust? Do we trust? God is who he says he is. Do we trust that God is good? Do we trust that, um, that it's not our prayers or some clever prayer that we pray or something that we do, you know, something about us that's going to heal this person? Um, it's, it comes down um, to trust. I, I can teach you guys a lot of principles this morning. and I, I almost did. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's not the principle. You know, you, you can know the principles but not know the prince. And so it's, uh, it's, it's not a matter of a good prayer. It's, not, it's a matter of trusting who he is and, and who we are in him uh, that, that's going to bring about the results. And that he is a healer and, and I'm not. Does anybody know how to heal? Like, really? Do you know how to heal? No, seriously. So I'm not very good at my job. I'm, I'm bad at my job, all right? But God is great, about, great at his job, isn't he? Amen. So... Uh, so when we get that revelation that it's not about us, it's about him, it, it's easy. It takes, takes the pressure off. I mean, it's just, it should be, uh, Ray got a word this morning that his yoke is, is, I'm sorry, I'll read it. His yoke is easy, his burden is light. And so I, that is the word for today. And I, I really believe, I believe that. Now kind of going into our identity, because uh, I think that is, is very important in knowing who we are in Christ. Uh, Colossians 1, 26, 27, that is the mystery which has been hidden from the past ages and generations, but has now been manifested to his saints, to whom God will to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Can y'all repeat after me? Christ in me, the hope of glory. Let's do it one more time. I want, you, I want you to believe it. Christ in me, the hope of glory. So what's that mean? Christ is in you. The Holy Spirit is in you, and you are the hope of glory. And Revelations uh, 21 and 7 says, He who overcomes will inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. So we need to also see ourselves as sons and daughters of the living God. And so, and we'll, we'll kind of get into a little bit later about the things that we've inherited because of our place. Um, and so, it's not about you; it is about Christ in you, and it is about Christ working through us um, that's going to bring bring about uh, healing. And once once we begin to yield to that, and that it's through Him. So, a lot of Christians think it's it's what we do or it's what we don't do. You know, it's kind of um, you get caught up into you know, if I'm pure enough, if I'm holy enough, if I behave a certain way, then the power will come. If I do all these steps, that's, and I, I'll be quite honestly, even when I started helping with this healing ministry, I was kind of still on the principles, the steps, you know, the, you know and I think there, there are some principles that are, that are good to, to know to keep us out of kind of trouble. Uh, but I think there's, you know, it's more about um, 
It's not about how we behave. I mean, if, we, if that's it, then that's a performance Christianity. And I know that you guys have been around long enough that we don't believe in, in a performance Christianity. It's, it's, that type of Christianity is working for love, for love of God, instead of working from love of God. And um, this, this past weekend, Ray, Ray was saying, um, Monday night, he was saying, we were talking about, um, we are just worshiping. And he said, you know how you hear, it says, go and be a blessing? Well, it's bet, not better, but it's, it's more like we, we are the blessing. Like we are the blessing of Christ. And so, and when I realize that it's not about me or what I do or what I don't do, it's about what he has done. Um, I think really that is what brings about um, the, the miracles, the healings. So, and it's God's nature. I think another kind of lie of the enemy is that God wants you sick to, to teach you some something. You know, I, I hear that a lot. Um, and I, I just break that off right now. Um, God wants you well. Hebrews 1, 3 says, And he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature and upholds all things by the word of his power. So Mitch kind of referenced this this morning. And, you know, did y'all ever see Jesus cursing anybody or putting sickness on anybody? No, no, you don't, you don't see that. You see Jesus healing people. That's all he did was go around healing people. And so, you know, I'm not... I'm not really good at math, but I know, like, if, if Jesus equals God, you know, one equals one, right? I'm pretty good, right? Actually, I am good, pretty good. I'm pretty good at math. Uh, <laughs> that's right. I was good up to about algebra. Uh, but really, if that's the case, you know, then God wants people well. God wants people to be healed. He wants them more than, more than you guys do. So um, the next thing is, that to realize that to realize is um, is about the blood of Jesus and what what he's was that all right and blood of Jesus and what he's already done for us because it's already been done like I said it's been done two thousand years ago First Peter two twenty four he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness for by his wounds you were healed and then go on to the next one. Ephesians 2.8 says, no, all right, go back, just go back to the last one. That's fine. So, by his wounds, you were healed. And I, I wasn't very good at English, I'll tell you that. But I do know that were is a past tense verb. Or, is that a verb? Yeah, it's a past tense. I do know that were was past tense. And so, it's been done. It's past tense. He took our infirmities. He didn't say he's taking our infirmities. God's not, Jesus isn't up there taking new wounds on for us. He's, he did it 2,000 years ago. So it's, he took our um, sin and diseases. So have you ever watched a dog kind of chasing his tail? I, I think that's really pretty hilarious. I mean, this dog just running around chasing his tail. And it's kind of like what some Christians do. I mean, some Christians are chasing, chasing things that we already have. I mean, the dog's already got his tail. He's chasing it, you know, but you got some Christians, I mean, really go around chasing what we already have in Christ Jesus. So basically, what, what, whatever you're asking for, whether it's healing, salvation, uh, deliverance, we talked about last week, joy, peace. I mean, it's already been given to us through, through Jesus. Um, and a lot of people kind of approach healing by kind of, you know, going about trying to force God to do something. 
uh, that basically he's already did. I mean, he didn't decide to heal when you started praying for that person. I mean, he's, he decided to heal 2,000 years ago. So, but we, have, we do have to receive it. I mean, Mitch, and it's been talked about, Rick's been talking about receiving things. So we do have to receive it just kind of like salvation or forgiveness. Now, how do we get our needs met? And it, and it comes down to basically believing something that we can't see or feel is a reality, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense sometimes, I mean, in the, in the, in, for the normal mind. So believing something we can't see or feel is a reality. So believing something, it, it, but that's where faith and grace kind of come into play. So Ephesians 2.8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. So this, this verse is kind of talking more about salvation, but it shows how grace and faith works. So it's by grace that you have been saved through faith. So there's, if you took an extreme view, a lot, of, a lot of Christians get caught up on extreme views of grace and faith. I mean, you could be kind of like on this total one side over here where God's grace and everything is kind of controlled by God and is, you know, he, he does everything. Or you can be on this other side where it's all faith. I mean, I don't want to, you know, do such such all these kind of steps. Honestly, I was probably a little skewed to the face side, just from our our background. But I've just kind of I've learned really in the last several months um, that that there needs to be a balance between the between the two of grace and faith. If you took um, some of you guys are science guys in here. If you took sodium and chlorine by themselves, they would kill you, right? If you just drank a whole bunch of chlorine, it would not not be good, right? <laughs> But if you put them together, if you put them together, what does it make? So, I'm, did you say that? Yeah, I, I knew Burby would come up with that one. So uh, I, I knew, uh, see, I had faith that you were going to do it. So, but if you put them together, sodium and chlorine together make salt. So they work together. You can't have just one without the other. Um, so, at, so as you believe, faith. As you believe what God's provided, already provided in heaven, faith is what makes God, what God has already provided, a reality. And so, it's uh, grace is it, grace is basically what God has God has done, independent of what we deserve. You know, we don't deserve anything. I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to go into that. But I don't I don't deserve anything out of God. But faith is our positive response. To God's grace. I mean, it is believing what God has said is true, and it's believing it in our heart. And, it, and really, I, Rick kind of sat down with me one day, and he kind of he drew on a, like we were heading lunch, and he drew on a piece of paper. And he, I just remember he drew this this kind of funnel. And he was talking about grace, and he was talking about you know things that can get us outside. You know, you got grace kind of pouring down in, through this funnel, but we can get outside of that of that grace. And, and through faith and you know, other things probably that you can kind of position yourself. Faith is basically position yourself underneath this funnel of grace uh, that God has uh, provided for us. And then, you know, one thing that I was actually, he called me out on this is hilarious, is, is pride. Pride is one of those things that can get you out from underneath that, that funnel of grace. And so the next, um, so I, I, before I kind of go on, I, I just really believe, you know, faith it doesn't move God, but it does put us in that position uh, to receive from Him. 
Now going on, I want to just speak real briefly on humility because I just kind of hit on pride, which is the opposite of humility. But I love this verse. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit. And I, my term for poor in spirit, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but blessed are the poor in spirit. My term is, is the humble, the humility, the humility that people have. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So who, who wants the kingdom of heaven on earth? I do, yes. Count me in, right? So if I want the kingdom of heaven, you know, I, I, want, I want that humility um, in my life and not have the pride. Uh, that's so, because is even in a healing ministry, I mean, you heal somebody, I mean, you know, you, she could be like, man, I'm the man. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I mean, it, 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 well, it could dwell up in you. So I, I, I really feel like God, it's, it goes back to trust. I mean, we're, we got to trust God, but I think there's some trust factors on, on God's, on God's part of, on, on us and, and, uh, and handling his, um, handling these things. So. Mitch spoke a little bit kind of basically on authority and power. And I'm not going to really go back over the verses, um, but he did give us power and authority over uh, uh, to heal, um, to heal. He's given that to us. And so, and I, I know that you guys, probably most of you kind of heard those verses. So when I think of that, and I look at Jesus's life and the disciples' lives, when I think, when I go into kind of ministry, like how does how does that how do I walk that out? Well, really, if you look at their lives when they when they ministered, I mean, they were giving commanding prayers. I mean, they didn't do these fifteen twenty minute long prayers that we sometimes do, and those aren't bad. I mean, I think there's there's a time and place for those um, to build people up. But um, I mean, basically, they were giving commanding prayers. You know, pick up your mat and go. You know, or you know, be healed. You know, or be be gone, spirit be gone. So, you know, if I was giving you like a two-minute session on how to pray for the sick, you know, if you got somebody and you don't have any other words from God, you know, just say thank thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. I speak to this whatever. Be gone in the name of Jesus. That's it. And then ask them how they're doing. Everybody got that? Is that pretty hard? Yes. So I release you in the name of Jesus. To go lay hands on the sick and have them be healed. I mean that that is um, about as simple as it gets. So, but that's but, but it's really just knowing your place and who God is in you, and what He's done, that that in, in having that flow out of us. And so, uh, where does the Bible say that we are seated? We are seated in heavenly places. So if if heaven's up here, and and where are we actually right now? I mean, in the physical sense. Heaven, heaven's up here, earth's down here. We are, the illustration I see is we are seated up here, but we're still down here. So, but we have, I almost see it as a conduit between heaven and earth. Like, like we are speaking from heaven to earth. So when we pray, and I think this is important to get across, when we pray, you know, I, I, I don't pray a whole lot anymore. Please, God, come, you know, please, God, come heal this person. You know, I really want you to heal this person. He needs it really bad. You know, I'm, I'm speaking from a position of where God has placed us. I mean, he's placed us in heavenly places. So I'm speaking, you know, instead of asking, you know, taking that problem to God and say, God, please heal this person. 
I'm, I'm taking God to the problem. And I'm speaking, amen. Amen, yeah. I already see that. <laughs> that's, my, that's my first shout down, man. <laughs> Woo, yeah. Thank you. All right. Yes. That's right. I might quit State Farm, man. I might get a preach. Woo. Yeah. So, anyway. Yes, 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 yes. So, really, personally, I've changed how I pray. Instead of, you know, I, th- I don't think saying come Holy Spirit is a bad thing at all. But I, I'm more like release, you know, go Holy Spirit. You know, release into the people. Because uh, he is in us. And I just want you to realize that. I love the name of our church, Dwelling Place. I mean, he is he is in us. And we're just releasing him out of us in the name of Jesus. And so the last thing is really that I'm speaking on is really just kind of developing an atmosphere not only in dwelling place, but in your personal lives, you know, an atmosphere of heaven on earth. Um, and this is uh, the next, in Romans fourteen seventeen. Not I love this verse. This might be my, my favorite verse right this minute. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So if you want to know what heaven looks like, it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So if I want heaven in me, you know, righteousness, peace, and joy is where it's at. And one thing, I haven't talked a lot lot about me going, I went to Bethel um, out in Redding, California. I mean, they are having revival. I mean, they're having miracles, I mean, ridiculous amounts of things, I mean, thousands of things that have happened up there. And if I learn one thing, those people have the joy of the Lord. I'm not kidding, man. They, I think everywhere, I'm not, and I'm not saying we, we have to do it exactly the way they do it. But I'm just saying they, they've got students. I mean, everywhere you walk, you saw three or four students, like, in the floor laughing or, like, praying over each other. I mean, it was just ridiculous. I mean, wasn't it? Kevin went with me. So, I mean, I just thought it was um, really fun it was just fun and the one thing um so joy in the holy spirit is is kind of what i was going to talk about today is is attracting his presence um so what brings joy it's it's kind of an inside job right i mean it's not something we can kind of like uh, create but for me joy is just thankfulness of what god has already done Two thousand years ago, or what he's done in me, even just what where he's brought me to this point, and just the expression of that coming out. You know, for different people, it's going to be different. I'm not saying you're going to have to roll on the floor and laugh and you know do whatever, which would be great if everybody did. I I think it'd be a lot of fun, be a big party. Uh, so, so, and, and seriously, you know, seriousness is not a fruit of the spirit, right? It didn't say love, joy, peace, seriousness, <laughs> right? Am I right? So really, we, I think I think joy is uh is is is, and I'm not saying we need to be crazy or anything like that. But the more that we can learn to host the presence of the Lord, and to have joy in our hearts bubbling, and however that looks coming out, I'm not going to put it on anybody. But I'm just saying, just the joy of the Lord in our heart, you know, will bring about more presence. Uh, in our lives, and um, so, and the more that we can just celebrate His presence, and then just have an atmosphere of joy, um, He can, He cannot help but show up. You know, I, I just believe that with all my heart. That if we can have that atmosphere, 
and, and knowing his presence is in us, is around us, uh, and just having that joy um, is just going to bring more and more miracles, more and more healings. I just um, fully, fully believe that. But it's not, I'm just going to finish with this, it's not about us. It is Christ in us. That's, that, that's, that's what, I mean, what he's done already and then trusting in that. And then, you know, and then kind of ending on, you know, what happened, you know, what happens when somebody doesn't get healed? You know, I'm still going to trust what God has done and just continue to believe and stand and have faith for that person or myself or whoever it is um, and just continue to believe and trust and, um, and, and be humble about it. I mean, just, I don't know all the answers. I mean, I think it takes some humility to say, well, why didn't this person get healed? I don't know. And so just trust, trust is the, is the big key. And, um, and just realizing uh, what God has already done in us. So Mitch is going to cut himself. Am I back on? Hello, 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 hello. There we go. Um, I like that because I think the reality is if I bring about his presence, then we just talked about that at the beginning. His presence automatically brings about what? Healing, deliverance, salvation, and the word of God comes forth. It automatically comes forth. That's what Jesus did. And I've, I've found this week, it's, it's been amazing. I just, like I said, I've, I just feel transformed even from a personal, so, such a personal level that I just realized that even the fullness of this. It's, I've been eating and drinking. I have not been enjoying the, love, the righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Like I've been living on a surface level of life. And God has taken us, me, to deeper places in Him. All right? I'm, I'm going to go real quickly through this Luke passage because it's amazing. Last week we talked about the Gerizim demoniac and the deliverance, the beautiful picture of deliverance that God took. The Gerizim demoniac, crazy, all, crazy, y'all, y'all know what happened with him, to a place where he was sitting at the feet of Jesus, fully clothed and in his right mind. All right? And then what did they do? They asked what? Jesus to leave. Told him to leave. Sorry, we don't really want that. We appreciate you got rid of a nuisance, but we don't. That's too much. And it's just interesting. I didn't read the next phrase. I, I got stopped there because that's what I was preaching on. But all of a sudden, the Lord said, go back to Luke 40. Look at it again. And look at look, look at this. So he returns. It says, so Jesus returned. And then it says, as Jesus returned, the people, what? Welcome him. Guess what starts happening? Guess what starts happening? Healing and deliverance. Amazing. They, he goes to a city, the only, I think, now I didn't go back and look at this, so oh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. The only thing he did in that city was deliver the Gerizim demoniac. I mean, that's the only thing I see. I mean, does anybody know of anything else? So only one thing happened. So he goes back, they immediately welcome him, and not only is there a healing, but there's a raising of the dead automatically. Like, Hmm, contrast, right? The difference between welcoming and not welcoming. So there's a place that I've got to receive. Welcome and receive him. Having a heart to do that. Go on. Look, look, I love this. And Jesus returned. The people welcomed him because they had been waiting for him. I mean, that's, the, that's what he's talking about. Create a presence. Create an atmosphere that every day I'm just waiting on you, Lord. I'm just waiting on you, Lord, just to come. Like walk among us. Bring that healing, bring that freedom, bring that deliverance in that place. 
walking in that, waiting on him, going to the next one. I mean, I love the it's just and it's, and seeing others' faith. Like when you see faith, go for it. Like walk in it, go for it. As Jesus returned, the people welcomed him. They have been waiting for him. There came a man named Jairus. He was an official of the synagogue. He fell at Jesus' feet. He knew where to go. He knew where authority lied. He went to his feet. And all of a sudden he said, he began to implore him, come to my house, for he had only one daughter, and she was dying. He knew he could heal. He knew he could set her free. That's faith. He saw it. He saw that guy's faith, and he said, all right, I'm going. So he starts going, okay? Well, what happens as he goes? All right, go on to the next one. As he went, the crowds were pressing against him. I mean, there was crazy crowds pressing against him. He didn't care. He was going for that one person. Like, he knew that the faith was there to heal that one person. So he's going. Of course, they're pressing against him. And, of course, this is the story of the woman with the, who had a hemorrhage for 12 years. And no one could heal her. Go on to the next one. And came up behind him, touched the fringe of his coat. Immediately, her hemorrhage stopped. And Jesus said, who's the one who touched me? And of course, in another, you know, Another, I mean, the, Peter said, Master, people are crowding and pressing in on you. What are you talking about who touched you? Like, everybody touched you. But he said, no, somebody touched me with faith. Like, somebody touched me that had faith. And all of a sudden, they're like, and healing went forth. It's, like I said, I think what he was saying, it's easy. It's, it's, it's a place of just, it's a faith and just receiving Jesus as healer. And don't keep, don't keep pressing in. She was determined. Like she was determined to press past the crowd, press past the times of disappointment when I didn't get healed, press past the points of uh, of just utter frustration. And I, I know that because sometimes you just feel that. I mean, well, you don't know what I go through every day, and I don't with that healing. But I just know that Jesus wants to declare his name healer here. And Jesus said, someone did touch me. I was aware that power had gone out of me. Go on. When the woman saw that she had not escaped notice, she came trembling, fell down before him, declared in the presence of all the reason what she had touched him and how she had immediately healed. Now, this, this, is my, this is my favorite scripture in the Bible. Because you know why? He, does, he, he, moves, past, he, doesn't even move, he moves past religiosity. He moves past everything. He says, daughter. Like, wait a second. He just called her daughter? Like, this is, like, this is a random woman. Didn't, wasn't even supposed to be out there. Law said, you're not supposed to be here. Law says you're not supposed to be where you're at. And all of a sudden, Jesus said, daughter, your faith has made you well. It's that place that God's saying, go, like press through, like determination in, in the spirit. Just Not just pray that, release determination in the spirit. Not only for, for yourself, but also, I, I want a determination when I just lay hands on the sick, they recover. Like, I want that compassion. I want that, that fire in that. All right, go on. We're not going to get through. We need to pray. For, we want to pray for some people at the end. Walking in his, breaking off fear and intimidation. Look at this. While he was still speaking, so that happens while he's going. That's just a, that's an extra. <laughs> I mean, do you see Jesus as extras? I mean, like, wow. I mean, we'll take some extras, Lord. I mean, that wasn't even the, he was purposed on going to get this girl free, right? Healing. So while he was still speaking, someone came from the house of the synagogue saying, your daughter has died. Don't trouble the teacher anymore. Man, can can we get that off of us? Like, we need, like, God God wants us to come to him with everything. Like, whether it's in this situation with someone's dad or whether it's whatever. Because I think sometimes we get in that place, well, I, I don't want to trouble someone. I don't want to trouble. There's other people that have 
worse conditions or there's other people that have you know they're they're way worse than I I don't want to trouble the teacher anymore trouble him he wants to come he wants to be there look at this but when Jesus heard this he answered do not be what afraid he was addressing the very thing that was trying to keep healing restoration from their life he's addressing he's taking it on like I said last week so that same thing on fear and intimidation it's driven me it's driven I've over this past week, I've realized every area of my life has been driven by fear and intimidation. Every area has had some aspect of fear and intimidation. And it's a, it's cool to break it off. I mean, cool to hear, it's like realize it and then just keep renewing my mind, breaking that off as I go. And it just keeps bringing more freedom. Um, don't be afraid any longer because fear drives out what? Belief. It does. That's all it's trying to do. Fear is trying to drive out belief. He says, don't fear. What? Only believe. Goes back to that easy button. She will be made well. I love that. Go on to the next one. Breaking off fear and intimidation. This is what Brandon was talking about, creating a faith environment. When he came to the house, he didn't allow anyone to come with him, except what? Peter, John, and James, and the girl's father and mother, authority. Like, he created an environment that, like, healing could come. Restoration could come. A resurrection from the dead could come. You know, he was like, "We need." There's a place of just creating this, this environment. But, and look, they were all weeping because people that are sick and hurt, hurting, that it's hard for them to come out of that environment. I mean, if you've been like, like I said, all, I mean, people that stood up, Mark, Mark back there, it's hard environment to stay in pain all the time. So I can't expect them to come out of it. I've got to take what the presence of God into that. That's what it's about. I think that's the hard part. We've been. We've been, like I said, we've been getting caught into, oh, Jesus, please, Lord. I'm, I'm, you know, it's almost like this, like we're in agony. And it's like Jesus saying, no, like, get, you, get in that place of faith and go. Like, take that environment there. Um, they were weeping and lament, lamenting for. Okay, um, go back real quick. And, and he addresses it. Stop weeping, weeping for she has not died and is not asleep. And I don't, don't go tell people to stop crying or, you know. You got to you got to know that, that God's saying that, all right. So don't be insensitive. I mean, when people are hurting, or like I said in this situation, but don't be insensitive. But there's a place that God God was de- declaring, you know, to get up. Now the problem is, He said, "Stop weeping." And then what did they do? <laughs> Go on to the next one. He said, "Stop weeping, for she has not died and was asleep." And they began what? Laughing at it. This is something that we've got to walk in. It's healing. You know, it, sometimes it's going to look w- crazy weird. God might call me to go. We we went to Walmart we, the other day after the healing meeting last Monday. We just prayed for people, you know. Some of them were probably going, "What in the world are you guys doing?" But it didn't even matter. We were bringing the presence of God into them. We were believing that even if they went, they like they were consumed with God's presence even when they left. Didn't matter. We got to press through that that overcoming thoughts and opinions of man. I've lived that. I've lived a life of that. I really have. Uh, and I just pray that God will bring freedom to each one of us in that. They began laughing, knowing that she had died. See, they just they, they, there was no faith there for that. But that's all right. You take the environment of faith to them. All right, keep going. Last thing. Break, oh, okay. So then, he, then she got what? Resurrected, healed. <laughs> Give her a glass of water. Give her something to eat. You know. I bet you they weren't laughing anymore. <laughs> 
See, that's why we got to overcome that because when God shows up, it does like the laughing will cease. You know, that didn't, it doesn't matter at that time. Always, I love you know uh, Ron's testimony of you know sharing with this whole platoon. You know that he was a believer, and they all did what? They laughed at him. But there wasn't one of them that did not come back and be at his bunk. They'll come back. I promise you, they'll come back. Keep standing in that. Just breaking off these four things: traditions of men, and by this you invalidate the word of God for the sake of your tradition. You know, there's tradition that says healing has ceased to exist. Or healing is for it was for the disciples only, or is possible. We got that, that traditions have to be broken off of our lives. You know, I, you, we just grow up in under that. You know, healing is just something that God does randomly whenever He pleases. That's that's tradition. That's not what God's word says. Break that tradition off. Go on to the next one. Just talk about thoughts, approval, man. This, this is from the last last week. However, he took her hand. Oh, this is um. Yeah, thoughts and opinions, man. Nevertheless, even, look at this, many even of the rulers believed in him. They heard the word of God. They heard Jesus say something. But because of the Pharisees, they were not confessing him. For what? Fear that they would be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the approval of man rather than the approval of God. And that's that's just something we've got to get delivered, free from, delivered from. I don't want the approval of you guys. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I, I love you. I, I value what you have to say. I value your heart. But I don't want your approval because if I'm receiving your approval, then I'm not receiving the approval of somebody else that I need his approval. That's God. That's, that's the approval. Now, I received your encouragement. That's, we need to encourage one another. That's awesome. But when I am, everything that I'm doing is trying to get your approval. That's, that's cutting off faith. Because everything I have to do, I have to do for your approval. So when I'm laying hands on somebody to get them healed, if I'm receiving, I'm just trying to get their approval, that's all I'm worried about. If they don't get healed, then I'm, I'm a failure. Like that's not. That's it's the presence of God that wants to do that. Walking in it. fear, and intimidation. Um, all the people of the country we talked about this last week, Garrison and the surrounding districts asked him to leave, for they were gripped with fear. And he got in the boat and returned. We talked about that last week. We're not going to go into it. But also this last one, religious mindset. Jesus answered and spoke to the lawyers and Pharisees saying, is it, not, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? I mean, come on, really? I'm like, so, but religion gets to the place where, you know, is it really lawful? I'm like, I mean, if somebody gets up out of a, you know, a uh, wheelchair, we're going to tell them to get back in because it's the Sabbath. Really? I mean, but that's what they were almost saying. But that's what religion almost says. Like, mm, I don't know about this. You know, it's, but they kept silent. He took hold of him and healed him and sent him away. And he said, which one of you, he just addressed it right on. He's like, I'm going to take it down to your level. Which one of you, if you're, if, you're, if an ox falls into a well, you're not going to go and pick him out? Well, that's work, isn't it? You're working on the Sabbath? Oh, well, well yeah, uh, well, you know. They couldn't say anything to that. But just breaking off religious mindset, they couldn't make a reply to this because they knew they they were stuck. They were stuck. BJ, if you can come on up, that'd be great. So, uh, so the last thing we really want to do is so really just breaking off hindrances to receiving. That's that's what it is. God's presence is healer. We've just I want to break off things that t- keep us from being healed. All right. So there's a place of I felt like, or 
Brian felt like in relationship to the impartation, just release of this pre- the presence of God in our midst, really for two things. One, for those that need heal today. Uh, there's going to be a place for that. There's also going to be a place where really that if you feel like the Lord's calling you to this place of really place of walking in God's presence to bring about healing into people, feeling like that, uh, it's probably battery going on. Yeah. Um, you know, to this place where, you know, if, if you feel like the Lord is calling you into this place of laying hands on the sick and seeing recovery, and you just feel like they call it, like I said, not everybody has to come up for that. It's not a, like, oh, gosh, if I don't come up, I'm, no, it's not it. It's like there's a place in your spirit, you know, like I know I'm supposed to lay hands on the sick. And I know I'm supposed to see them recover. So there's going to be that impartation. Because, you know, go ahead, Brent. Sorry, I forget what I'm doing when I'm trying to do two things at once. Right. I'm going to uh, read these verses. Uh, Romans. Yeah, Romans 1, 1, 11. For I long to see, this is Paul, for I long to see you so that I may impart some spiritual gift to you that you may be established. Let's see if there's another one on there. Yeah. Go on to the next, the next one. For this reason, I remind you to kindle the fresh, the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. And so what we're going to do this morning is just... Um, I personally, I've I've received impartation. Um, went to these, some Randy Clark. I mean, he's prayed for me two or three times, and I, I've have gotten some powerful impartations. I mean, I, this is weird. And I, I'm not. I've asked God if I should share, and I, I feel like just maybe I don't know for faith. I don't know what, but I actually can physically feel the presence of God like on my head like 90% of the time. I mean, it's I, it's weird. If any of y'all prophetic people get a word on that, please tell me uh, what it means. But it, it is just kind of bizarre. But I just feel like God, and not everybody, I'm sure, not everybody's going to feel that. And it's going to be different in different people. But I, I feel like God has imparted something into me where I just want to that freely receive, freely give. And I just want to, we're just going to get be up here, some of the uh, healing team, uh, elders, if you want to come, awesome. Um, and so I, I, we're just going to lay hands on you and impart into you if you feel, and I'm just going to pray a prayer here in a second. And one, if you just, right now, if you just feel in your heart, like, I want that. I want to pray for the sick. I want to do these type of things. Come, come whether you feel anything or not. But also, if you, maybe you're not feeling that, but, but if you feel any kind of sensation on your body, because I know the first time this electricity just went off in my head when I went up to pray, uh, when Randy Clark basically was giving this kind of same invitation. But if you feel any type of like electricity in your head, you know, maybe you start getting emotional, you start crying, um, uh, any kind of weird sensation. I mean, I know it sounds weird, but it's the power of God on you. And, and if you feel anything, come up for prayer. I encourage you to. And so we'll, we'll kind of be over here on the left. Um, some people um, will be over here as well on, on the right side if you need prayer for healing. So I'm just going to pray that prayer, and I'm just going to ask you to come. Yes. I think there's a step that the Lord wants us to do. In that passage that Mitch mentioned where Jesus said, it says, uh, do not be afraid, only believe. When he spoke that, it just really, the Spirit of God just really heightened my heart. Of course, you know me, I'm kind of always investigating these things. And I looked at that word in the Greek. 
and it's a verb. And I go, well, what is this? And fear is the spiritual emotion of doubt, whereas faith, joy, is the spiritual emotion that signals faith. Fear is the spiritual emotion that signals doubt. But then the problem is, is you know, like the normal thing is, is that goes environment, it reveals your beliefs, and beliefs generate thoughts, thoughts generate feelings, and feelings generate action. But what happens when we start to feel that, we start to embrace it. We start to embrace the doubt or the fear. We'll hold to the fear. We want the fear. And I was sitting there back and the Lord just started convicting me of fear. <laughs> you know, times passed when Shay or Michelle were little and they would get sick. And all of a sudden you'd feel that doubt that Jesus is the healer and that emotional a fear would well up. Paul could tell you, I can get intense in that. And I embrace that. And I just really think I'm not the only one in this place that has that has entertained fear as a fruit of doubt and held on to it as a comfort to protect ourselves. So I, uh, you know, I'm just going to repent and I just invite you to join me. Okay? And uh, so that we may be in a place to receive. He's talking about removing hindrances. So let's just do this. So Heavenly Father, Lord, forgive me for entertaining doubts that you are the healer. Lord, to entertaining fear, holding to fear rather than to joy and faith. Forgive me, Lord. But Lord, I rebuke the lie that I'm a man of unbelief or of fear. Lord, I confess the truth but I'm a man of God, of faith and grace, full of joy. I receive it, Lord, right now. <laughs> In Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I'm just going to uh, pray a prayer real quick. And just, um, we just received what Rick spoke. Um, I don't know. I just have so much, I don't know, honor for you, Rick. I mean, mm-hmm. just, you spoken to my heart about healing and about leading, and I just want to honor you. Mm. He, was, he was a man after God's own heart. And it, was, it was awesome. So, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just, I just speak over this body right now that the multiplication process mm. would begin today. Yes, the matah that was broken yeah. was not asked. <laughs> that was, was you multiplying, you breaking our thoughts and feelings towards you right now. And I, just, I just speak to those right now that you're calling, whether it's you know, physical manifestation, whether it's just something in their spirit, that they just want more of this, um, of what we're speaking on this morning. And I, just, I just pray, stir up the gifts. Yes. Stir up the gifts right now in Jesus' name. I just, I just invite you to come right now. Amen. So if I can have um, Tom and a couple of elders, or if you want prayer, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, you can come get in line after they. <laughs> we don't have much time, but so you can't you can't uh, fret and come. I mean, wait. You got to come now because there's a place that we got. We're gonna have to release this. But uh, if you want impartation. In relationship to healing, if you felt that call to say yes, that's what 
I want I want you to come and, and get prayer here. If you want he, if you need healing, like if you need the presence of God to come upon you for healing, I want you to come over here. We'll raise that, and, and they're going to pray for you over here, Kevin. Tom, if you need to go over there, go. <laughs> Just go. Then you can come back. He's leading prayer for impartation. Impartation for healing. Healing over here, okay? And if you're, and if, I think the third one, and you can come find me here, I just think if you are still not able to deal with that fear, doubt, intimidation, I really believe, I feel like I have faith to pray for you this morning. So uh, come, I mean, I've experienced a new life for a whole week so far. So uh, I can, I'm, I'm believing I can pray for you that, for you as well. So come and find me if you want that. Come find these guys if you need healing. I know some people in this body need some healing. And we can't have them just sitting up here now. So, Lord, I just pray you release that. Release supernatural, just faith to walk, to, to walk towards, to walk towards impartation, if that's what you're calling them, to walk for, Lord, just healing in their body, no matter how small. Lord, you healed a fever, and you, heal, you, you raised somebody from the dead. So it doesn't matter, God. We don't want to get in that place where we don't want to trouble you for just a little. God, it's actually the little that actually releases the much, God. So, Lord, I just pray in Jesus' name, if you have something that you need healing for, come and get prayer. If you need a relationship to just a release of fear and intimidation, God, over your life, just come and just get freedom from that. Just get healing and restoration from living life from the... From the, from the perspective, this is what I saw when I looked. I want, Lord, I saw approval of man. I saw, uh, Lord, just that doubt. I saw what my shortcomings were and, and knew that I couldn't go any further, God. That's the perspective, God. And, I, Lord, I see from a different perspective, God. And I just want to impart that into others. So, Lord, I just pray in Jesus' name. Just, if, that's your, if that's you, come forward. In Jesus' name. Amen. For the rest of you, worship, be released. Um, by 11 o'clock, we'll probably have some people coming in. So, so just enjoy the Lord. BJ's going to lead us and just worship a little bit. Have an awesome, blessed week.